0: Hey everybody, welcome to Faux Mondays, the Snackable Companion Show to Fomo Sapiens, which of course we'll be back with another episode on Thursday. But until then, happy Faux Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, Venture Capitalist by Day, Author and Podcaster by Night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24/7. Today we're talking about a topic that is, I think, a really important one. I think you will agree with me. It's about how to thrive with a chronic illness. Because you know, it's one of these things that I think a lot of times, especially when you're young, you don't think about, but chances are you are going to have a chronic illness at some point in your life or somebody that you love is or somebody you work with or a friend. And so thinking about this as an opportunity to examine how we can thrive in the face of a challenge, for me, it's kind of, it's part of the life manual, the, the guide of life, the the manual of instructions. You got to figure that out. And my guest to do that is an old friend of mine, friend of mine who has a really amazing story. And we're gonna get into his story today. His name is Russell Smith. He's a writer and real estate investor in Louisville, Kentucky. He is part of the third generation of a firm that does real estate and which will soon celebrate 70 years in business. That's very impressive, right? In his writing, he explores modern flourishing, especially living with a congenital heart defect, as he does. All right. Russell, welcome to Faux Monday.
1: Hey, thanks, Patrick. So great to be here.
0: It's great to have you, man. So first of all, before we get into your story, which is a really amazing story, talk about what you do. Let's Tell us about your real estate and writing activities.
1: Sure. So uh, kind of like, as you said, as you describe yourself, like by day, uh, I work in a family real estate firm that's been around for a long time doing uh, real estate investing in Louisville, Kentucky. And then I also spend a good chunk of my time on my writing, uh, my newsletter. And in that, I explore a lot of different topics, everything from kind of modern flourishing to books to how to solve modern uh, problems in our frenzied, hectic life. And uh, so that's kind of how I spend my time.
0: All right. And everybody, just so you know, Russell was known as kind of like the Cicero of Georgetown University. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's true. I mean, in terms of, you know, you're speaking and debating and, you know, this kind of stuff, which Georgetown has a whole culture of this. So Russell was the Cicero. I was sort of like the Bart Simpson a but, uh, that, but anyway, enough about me, let's talk about you, Russell. So you have an incredible story in your life that started when you were a baby. Tell us about this transformational experience for you.
1: Sure. So, I mean, the, the origin is kind of my origin. I, I was mm-hmm. born with a congenital heart defect called tricuspid atresia. Uh, I was born in Owensboro, Kentucky, and the doctors very quickly figured out something was way wrong. And so 24 hours later, you know, so I'm told I, I don't have a great memory of this. I was on an army helicopter with my father to Louisville to get treatment. Wow. I had a surgery when I was 12 days old. And that sort of you know kept me going for for the first decade of my life, and then I've had two subsequent open heart surgeries. And you know today, like I think if you saw me, I don't think you you'd notice that really I was any different than you or had any any trouble. I've lived a a, a really um, overall you know normal uh, normal life, and but it's 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 just a constant thing. I I go to get heart checkups basically every quarter, and there are definitely some things that I have to really kind of pay attention to. I mean, we're going on a trip here soon, and I've got to check out the elevation of where we're going because elevation and heart problems don't don't exactly uh, play well together. So it's a, it's a constant thing that I've got to keep tabs on, but it's not a constant thing that I have to worry about every moment of every single day.
0: Yeah. It's a, something you've learned to live with. I'm curious. So knowing that, you know, you see you, you, this is something where every quarter you think about this, you've had these major surgeries, you know, it is part of who you are. It doesn't define you. And you're right. Like if you met Russell. The only thing is you probably would have been like seven feet tall, but you're just a short King like me as a result. <laughs> but But I'm curious, when you, you know, how does that sort of affect your mindset in terms of just like how you make decisions in your daily life?
1: You know, it's, um, I just have to pay attention to more things than maybe a normal person, you know, might have to do. I mean, in some sense, I, I knew from a very early age. That hey, I mean this is it. Like I get one life, and I have no idea how much longer it's gonna be around, or how much longer my my decent good health is gonna be around. So I better um, I better make hay today and do great things today, and that's been a, a big part, I think, of my of my mindset and my um, desire to um, to try to um, excel in the world. Um, on a on a kind of day-to-day basis, you know, now, like I have um, a a ton of motivation that comes from my kids. So I've got an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. And I mean, I just, I I want to be around for them. I want to be around for them for the long haul. And look, I get it. I I can't totally uh, dictate that. I can't totally determine that, but I can tilt the odds in my favor by doing the right things with my body, eating right, uh, you know, not drinking to excess, exercising, staying active, uh, having a good attitude about things, and, and you know, working on things like stress and not worrying too much. So, I mean, I keep all of that in mind as I go through my day to day.
0: Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. And, 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 you know, I mean, I went to college with you. It wasn't like we were always eating healthy and not drinking and things like that. So some of that is obviously just life lessons and having priorities and being like, okay, I've got, you know, two daughters here. I gotta make decisions. But as you think about creating the conditions in your life, you know, creating that sort of the atmospherics, the environment to be able to sustain your health. Like a lot of people, you know, we all know we should be doing these things, but a lot of people don't do those things. Like how is it that you've been able to design a life where you can, you know, you can optimize your health as, as best as you can and, and and do the things you want to do?
1: You know, so I had my second open heart surgery in 2014 uh, two and a half weeks after we had our second daughter, which by the way, if you have to have open heart surgery, uh, like right after your daughter's born is awesome time for it. Um, (laughs) but, but do you get a discount at the
0: hospital for volume? Is that what happens?
1: Uh, no, that year, I think like, I think our insurance paid out like more than a million dollars on me and my wife. I'm pretty sure my insurance was pretty happy to see that that year go by for us. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So, but two years later in 2016, for like, for reasons we still don't, we don't totally know, I had uh, kind of this health scare where I lost a ton of weight. My stomach became really bloated. I became really innervated where I just couldn't get out of bed for days on end. And um, and, and I never knew, like, I, I still don't know what caused it, but I, I just got the sense that some of my eating habits had at least led to the conditions for that to worsen. And so I spent the rest of 2016 and since then really focused on trying to create the conditions of of better health for myself. So for me, that has led me to put aside time to focus on my health, especially my, my exercising and my staying physically active. So look, on Mondays... I strength train from three to four on Wednesday Wednesdays. I do yoga from three to four on uh, Fridays. I go to see a physical therapist and usually one or two other days. I, I do this weird sport called rucking, which is you put a weight in a backpack, you put the backpack on and you go for a long walk. Ooh. And usually I ruck you know, one or two days a week. And it's just been really critical for my health to set aside, you know, non-trivial blocks of time where, you know, I'm not working, I'm not on the phone, Uh, I'm not even with my kids. Uh, I'm not with my dogs. Like, I am focused on my health. That's been a really, really important part of the sort of last several years of trying to stay, stay healthy and uh, do the things I can do to, um, to you know, just thrive and extend my longevity as much as I can.
0: Yeah, you know, it's what you're saying is so. it's, It's it's one thing that happens a lot. So you work for yourself. And it can be harder when you're working in a structured corporate environment, although these days that's all changing. So like I would posit that if you go to your your boss and you say, listen, this is life or death. I need to carve out three days a week where I take an hour at lunch and I go to do the yoga or whatever, whatever that is for you. That could really work. But especially when you work for yourself, I have friends and I've been in this place, too, where it's like I have a day without much going on. Right. And. Instead of saying I'm going to use that time for wellness or scheduling that in, I just think like I should just be doing busy work. I got to be, you know, it's it's you know, time is money. I got to be doing more. The reality is, like when you work for yourself, you have the luxury of baking in time to make sure that you're taking kids. Like by the way, being an entrepreneur, it's like 24 hour thing. So you're working on the weekend and everything, and you forget that like it's okay Thursday at 2:30 to do the rucking, which I never I, I like the it sounds. Delightful. So it is everybody like, especially you who work for yourselves, like this is such a good, good thing to get into your life. And it's not too early to start because when you create those healthy habits, they compound.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I, um, look, I never met my grandfather, uh, my father's father. He died of a massive heart attack at age 52. My kids never met my father. He he passed away of cancer at age sixty three. Uh, Patrick, you and I have peers, peers from Georgetown, who uh, people we know who have had strokes and heart attacks. You know, who mm-hmm. not not that much older than us. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you when you put it in that context, look, I get it. Work is important. Uh, achievement is important. Um, uh, being immersed in the world of the work is important. But, but as i told as i told my wife when i when i said i was going to carve this time out you know look I, I can't do any work if i'm dead i can't write any articles i can't invest in any real estate if i'm dead and so it's really important for me to to take that step back to take that time away to acknowledge look i'll get back at, at the work at four o'clock it's fine it'll still be there but to, to carve out those hours every week to focus on myself and my health and my well-being Absolutely. FOMO.
0: FOMO. Yeah. And by the way, one great way to figure out how to do this is (laughs) every Sunday morning, I get that little thing from Apple saying like your digital use. And when I look at that and I guys and everybody knows I'm pretty, I'm pretty careful about this stuff. So I try to be mindful, but you look at it and you're like, well, how is it possible? that I spent this amount of time on text messaging or on, you know, Instagram or whatever that thing is for you Podcasts, Like I listen to a million podcasts, which by the way, you can, you can just do that while you're rocking, but taking a a little bit of a a census of how you're spending your time, you're soon going to find like, Oh, you know what I don't need to do? I don't need to watch the real housewives because I can tell you it's pretty, pretty, I can tell you what's going to happen. They're going to fight. So just use that time to do other things. Now, Russell, you, you know, you, you ever since you were sentient this has been part of your life right so you you sort of you know for 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 good or for bad you know this is just part of how you've grown up and become an adult and operate and all this sort of stuff for folks who um may be listening to this who recently have come into a diagnosis and you know they're trying to figure out like how to think about all this and i, I know there's some of you out there and you're like probably like kind of freaked out Like what would be your advice to somebody who say they just found out that they've got a long-term illness that they need to manage?
1: You know, I think I'd, I'd say a couple things, Patrick, you know, one, I would say um, uh, my parents did a lot of things really well, raising me as somebody with a congenital heart defect. And one thing they did really well was to, Um, make sure I did not feel self-pity and I did not wallow in the fact that I was different, that I was smaller, that I was weak, uh, that I had this heart condition. Um, They wanted me to realize that, okay, so you have that. So what? Like you still have uh, a body that, that, you know, mostly works, have a good mind. You have a loving family. You have all these other things like, See, see what is great in your life, and see what is good in your life, and don't wallow in self pity. Uh, that 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 them them turning my mindset uh, to that has been really important for me. And you know, of course, like not that I not that I never feel self pity, not that I never get down, I do. But by and large, I just you know, it, look, I I was dealt certain hands in life, certain cards in life, and that's it. The second thing I would say is. Um, if you've just been diagnosed with something, something massive has transformed your life, like you're going to settle into a new normal, but you don't have to be content with that. You I'm, I'm convinced and, and look, maybe not in every single case, but I think in the vast, vast majority of cases, people can find one way to improve their lives. And, and, and that, I would argue is more often going to happen by doing something, you know, if it's a, if, um, if it's a, uh, if it's a, if it's a physical thing trying to push your boundaries on that physical thing just a little bit, uh, even if it's not a lot, if you work at it uh, and do just a little bit more today, and even if it takes you another month to go a little bit past that, that's okay. But having that mindset of just improving in one little thing, a little bit, has been so key for me in improving my health, my strength, my eating habits. Uh, that's been really, really uh, important for me. And, 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 and I think that's also um, important in like, look, if, you, if you're facing a new normal, you're not going to be able to push on 10 different fronts and improve your, your, your health and your mental well-being in a ton of different ways. Focus in on one way. And I think that will help a virtuous cycle develop of perhaps uh, uh, developing in other ways, but at very least, you know, you're taking action to not settle with the status quo, not settle for the new normal, but to try to improve in one way.
0: Yeah. I like that focus on one thing. It's like, you know, you don't need to run the marathon. You just need to start what you know, when somebody has like a debilitating accident. Like I think about Jeremy Renner, right? Jeremy Renner. If you follow him on Instagram, which I recommend everybody do, because I, I bear. I mean, I don't really consume his. He's not like a guy whose movies I saw, except for The Hurt Locker. But his approach towards dealing with his crazy accident, and granted, he has resources. Like it's not like the guy, you know, he has the ability to to bring in really awesome resources. But the mindset part, he's really at least outwardly, like maybe, you know, it's Instagram. So who really knows? But the way he's, he's talking, it's a very post traumatic growth mindset, which, you know, you write about flourishing, Russell, you know, it's like, you know, Martin Seligman, positive psychology, all this stuff, which, you know, again, it's, we talk about this a million times in the show. Like I hate woo woo. This is not woo woo. This is like science. Check it out. Now I do want to offer you Russell because you're writing and you're a damn good writer, um, tell us where we can follow you and your stuff. Where people, if they want to learn more about your work, where do they go?
1: Sure. Uh, you can check out my website. It's sa.life. I've got a little newsletter. Uh, you were talking about the, the Romans, Cicero, Patrick. So my mm-hmm. newsletter is called Solvator and which means when in doubt, walk or solve it by walking. And so the website is sa.life.
0: Oh, okay. Of course, I knew it. See, guys, I told you, Cicero, I didn't even make that connection because I'm not a scholar of antiquities, but it's so on brand, man. It's amazing. All right, everybody. So uh, go check that out, EssayLife.com. Russell Smith, thanks so much for being here.
1: Hey, Patrick, it was great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, hold on, let me just do it again. We'll do the ending again. All right, everybody. So if you want to check out Russell's work, Go to sa.life. It's easy to remember. and I like it. And uh, thanks so much, Russell Smith, for being here and best of luck.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate it, man.
0: Want more FOMO Sapiens and Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me
1: on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.